Hi everyone and welcome to Shaman Talk. My name's Rhonda and I'm your host and this week we are going to be talking about protection and clearing. I put up a post on my TikTok account which is a social media platform for anybody who doesn't know and asked people what would you like to see on the podcast and one lady asked for a podcast episode on protection and clearing and I thought that is probably a really good idea so I meditated, I don't meditate, when I say meditate it's not like a full-on journey but I just kind of like sit with my guides and think about protection and clearing and, and just see what comes through. So I was musing on protection and clearing and then I thought I know what I'll do, I'll go and look it up, I'll see what other people are saying about it because I know what I do but I also know that there will be lots of other things that people do that might, people might find useful. Well, no wonder people get confused. That's all I can say. There was so much information, but most of it on the Google front page was do this, do that, this is right, this is wrong. I found a really interesting website. I won't name the website, but it was this person was saying, you can't use this, it doesn't work. You can't use a singing bowl to clear your space, it doesn't work. You can't use um, a drum to clear your space. Now, for me... I think what this episode will be about is to talk about what I do with protection and clearing, why I do it, and then we're going to chat about how you can develop your own sense of how to work with protection and clearing, rather than being confused by everybody telling you what's right and wrong, because what is our mantra at the Centre for Shamanism? There is no right or wrong way with this work. Only clear, mindful, intentional action. Okay? So, let's start with the protection part of the podcast. So, what are you protecting yourself from? I don't talk about the darker side of shamanism very often in my podcast. Nor do I talk about it very often in my free Facebook community. And the reason for that is that when we first start off in this work, it can be very easy to lose ourselves in the fear of what we might be protecting ourselves from. But we protect ourselves on a daily basis from many things. For example, we wear a seatbelt in a car because that protects us in case we have an accident. It doesn't mean that every time you get in a car you're going to have an accident. It just means that the possibility is there so you protect yourself from it. You... um, what was the other thing I thought of? For example, if you, yeah, in the house, when you go to sleep at night, you lock the door. You, or, well, I mean, some people lock the door during the day, depending on where you live. We don't. But the point is that it's not definite that some you're going to experience a home invasion, but you do what you can to protect yourself. And it's the same with shamanism. It doesn't it isn't going to happen if you tap into shamanic work or spirituality it doesn't mean that you immediately are surrounded by dark energy and I hear that a lot from people I hear people say that and it's just not true um certainly not my experience and it's certainly not the experience of the thousands of people that I've worked with over the years what is true is that the more you focus on something the more you attract it that is true so it's the same. It's, it's the same as manifestation. We know that manifestation works um, when we apply it correctly. 
And it's the same with negative attention. Positive attention and negative attention will attract. So one of the first things to do when we're talking about protecting ourselves is to is to treat it like a car accident. You know somewhere vaguely that it could happen, maybe. You don't think about it every day. You don't worry about it. You don't think about it. You just put your seatbelt on. So that's what we're doing with our protection. That's why we set our sacred space. That's why we work firmly in the light. That's why we use a guardian guide. If anybody doesn't know what a guardian guide is, you can pop over to episode 46 and... That is all about how to overcome spiritual fear, which matches this subject quite well, I think. And also there's a, in the activity section there, it, it tells you how to meet your guardian guide. So we work with our guardian guide to protect ourselves. So, so what is it? What are we protecting ourselves from? What is the car crash that might happen? I think, I think that can be important to know as long as you keep it in the space of distance you're keeping it far away you're not focusing on it and you do not allow yourself to fall into fear okay so unwanted spiritual energy that does exist um so there's two there'll be two people probably you'll fall into one of two camps you'll either never have experienced anything one of three camps you'll never have experienced anything like unwanted spiritual energy before um, you might have seen one or two things in your life and it never happened again and you can't quite explain it or three, you experience it a lot and it's a problem for you. So what does unwanted spiritual energy do? Well, there's a few things. It can make you feel really tired and sick in your own home. It can, and it comes in a variety of forms. It can be sentient or it can be a need for land healing. There's just so many variables to this work that it would be impossible for me to go into them all in this podcast and also probably not appropriate. But if you, um, you know, if you're feeling really down or ill and you, you don't know why and nobody can figure it out, sometimes it's because there's there are energies around that are making you sick and need to be removed. And if that's the case, you would need to look to get the help of a practitioner unless you yourself are trained to do that work. So in order to protect your home from that kind of unwanted energy you can set up a barrier around your house for example or a light barrier in the same way as you would your body barrier you know the same way as you would work with light around you you can work with light around your house and when we get to the next set the next section about clearing you would clear your house before you put the circle up that would probably be the, the way I would do it you can do whatever way you like but that would be the way that I would do it and I'll talk about how to how I clear my space um, later. So there's un, there are there's unwanted spiritual energy around the place. Sometimes you'll feel it in other people's houses. It will make you'll just be really uncomfortable, and you don't know why. It might not be that. So there's no there are no hard and fast rules to this work. If I say you go into a house and you feel uncomfortable. I'm not saying that there's unwanted spiritual energy in that house. What I'm saying is it could be that. That's one of the many, many things it could be. It could also be that your friend's having a really hard time and is projecting some of that onto you and is uncomfortable with you. It could be that the they've just the couple of there's a couple and they've just had an argument and they, and they don't want to talk to you about it and they don't want and they're embarrassed. You know, there might have been some other kind of fight. There could, 
There's just like a massive amount of reasons why you would feel uncomfortable in someone's home. But it could be that there's unwanted spiritual energy. So that's just something to remember. And to either way, you would want to protect yourself from either the unwanted spiritual energy or the energy from the people who've had the fight or the whatever the energy is, you're going to want to protect yourself from that. So you would use your guardian guide. You would ask your guide to come in and just be a filter between you and the energy that you're picking up. And then um, maybe ask yourself if that's an environment that you want to continue to be in. Or ask your guides, do a journey with your guides and ask your guides. So, occasionally, you will bump into people, or you might have experienced it yourself, where people will say that they've got spirits who wreak havoc in their life. If that's you, get help. Ask a practitioner to come and help you. That's like, you've had a car accident, you you weren't wearing your seatbelt because you didn't know that that was something that you should do. And now you've crashed at the side of the road and your legs are broken and you're bleeding out. Like you wouldn't try and fix that by yourself. You would phone an ambulance and then you would go to hospital and then you would probably get therapy afterwards because it was so traumatic. You would get help from the professionals and it's the same with unwanted spiritual energy. This is, if you end up in that situation, this, it's not, something that most people without training can deal with themselves burning a bit of sage and or whatever you burn and and sticking some crystals about the place generally don't work and the reason for that is because you don't know how to work with it with the you, you don't know the the um the mindful intentional action that's needed because you've not had the training it's not to say you can't do it without if you if you've had the training And some of you might be good at it, naturally, which is also true. So again, no right and wrong way, but these are just generalisations for you to think about. So if if you've ended up in the car crash, you've ended up with um, spirits wreaking havoc in one way or another in your life, whether you feel them in your body, whether you feel them in your house, get help. Phone the ambulance. Going forward, you can be taught how to protect your property and yourself from further invasion or whatever. So protection really is all about intention. intention. So you want to protect yourself and you're stating that that is what you want to do, okay? How I protect myself. I use my guardian guide. I use my main guides. I use visualisation techniques. If I feel something's not right, I journey on it. If I feel something needs a ceremony, I do a ceremony. And I mean like a, a kind of intentional get the altar set up, get the fire going or whatever you, element you're using and do a big ceremony in the space for that. So there are many, many things that I do that help me to protect myself, my home and my family. I have a force field around this house so that nothing can enter that isn't for our best and highest good. And I set that up by asking my guides to do that for me. So I clear the house, which we'll go into in a minute. And then I set up a force field and I I, I kind of refresh that force field every time I think about it. 
So I don't think about it intentionally, but it will pop into my mind and I'll know that it's time to do a bit of work there. And all it takes is five... Now, after a good amount of hard work, all it takes is a quick five minutes of like just checking, feeling my way around the force field is what I call it, making sure that there's no holes in it, making sure it's nice and strong. Boom, fine. So that's how I protect my space. So in summary, protection, yeah? You're you're not protecting you're you're you don't need to protect yourself because every time you do a journey you're gonna end up with bad spirits around you. Like that just know how it works, guys. That's that's fantasy, it's it's fake, it's folklore, it's fear based, it's the Christian fear of the occult that runs through a lot of our culture. It's just simply not my experience and it's not the experience of most of all of the other people that I work with. Um, with the exception of one of one or two people who for whatever reason, have ended up fully immersed in that um, problem. But that's so rare. It's like a car crash. Yeah. So what you're doing is protection is a seatbelt. It's just a thing you do on a daily basis, just in case anything happens to happen by. Um, And we're not focusing on it. We're not thinking about it. We're just putting our seatbelt on. So I think that's a really effective way to think about protection and just to reiterate if you have got yourself in a mess because you didn't know how to protect yourself please ask for help whether it's from me if you don't want to work with me that's fine but I know a lot of people and a lot of practitioners who could help and I'm happy to um, recommend other people as well so please do ask for help and when you do ask for help make sure you're getting help from people who have training So it's really hard to have this discussion, especially on a podcast, because what I'm trying to do is not put you into a fear space because it doesn't happen very often. But when it does happen, it's like a bad car crash and you do need to get help. So those are the kind of of two parts to it. So hopefully everybody who's listening to this will be sensible and won't just spiral into some kind of nightmarish, oh no, there's bad spirits everywhere and they're going to come and get me or whatever it is that we think when we're in a fear space and you can back this podcast up like I said earlier by going to episode 46 which is all about overcoming spiritual fear and um, all of the information for that will be in the show notes this week and the show notes you'll find the information at centerforshamanism.com forward slash 55 you'll also find the link to our free Facebook community there as well And I would encourage you to join the Facebook community. It's a really lovely space to be supported, to ask questions and to hear other people's experiences and be inspired by the stories that people tell. It's a really lovely, lovely space. Okay, so that's the protection part. So now we're going to talk about the clearing. Maybe we could have done this the other way around, I don't know. (laughs) So what are we clearing? What needs cleared? Clearing is something that you can do you you could do the same as housework. You can think of it the same as housework. So we need physical, our own personal clearing. Um, you know, there's something called extraction. When you work with me, I prefer to call it spiritual hoovering. And it's just, you know, it's just like a, a clear up of the energy. And you would do that um, with a practitioner. But what you can do, there's lots of things you can do at home. But again, 
there's so much information out there about what you should and shouldn't do. So I'm going to tell you what I do and then you can have a think about what it is that you want to do. And in the activity section, that's what we're going to do this week is find, we're going to do a wee project to find our own um, way to protect and clear ourselves. Okay, so what I do when I'm clearing my house is I close all the windows and all the doors and I start at the top of the house with whatever objects want to be part of that ceremony so it's it's a ceremony that we're doing everything's a ceremony life is a ceremony but it's an intentional act which is a ceremony yeah um calling your guides now i call in my guides i don't open space or anything it's not really about that we're not we're not we don't need to create a sacred space what we're doing is we're holding the intention or i hold the intention that i'm just moving any unwanted energy out of the house and unwanted energy can be from arguments. It can be from pe- people with mental health issues who live in the house, y- yourself included. It can be just like normal housework. Things get dusty. You know, we have thoughts. Like we have, we have problem days. We have off days. We have bad days. We have arguments. You know, sometimes we sit about all day slobbing, watching Netflix, and and it just gets a bit dense and needs a bit of clearing. So it's the same kind of energy as you would do as you would go about dusting or hoovering. It's just a cleanse. We're just cleaning up the energetic dust, as it were. So I start right at the top of the house with usually some sort of um, rattle, works really well, if I, or clapping. Sometimes I clap. And I like to, what works for me is I like to get into the corners, I like to move the air. So if you think about it like moving air, if I move the air, I mean to me that's that works really well for just feeling like you're shifting the energy. But again, whatever works for you. So by rattling or clapping or using a incense stick or some mugwort or whatever herbs it is that you like to burn can help too because the smoke kind of creates the the shift of the air. Now, I've read on so many websites that you should do this or you shouldn't do this or you should do that. I mean, it's just, it's the point, guys, is the intention, right? And you don't need anything. I've done house clearance with just my hands because I, I like to feel the air move. But you could literally, but I think that you could probably sit and meditate a house clearing as well. I've done house, I do house clearings from a distance that are really, really effective. You don't actually even need to be there. It's all about intention. But because I'm quite physical, I like to do it with my body. I like to move the air. So I start at the top of the house. I move all the way down, getting in all the corners, clapping, I'll sing. Um, Maybe sometimes I'll play some really good, upbeat music that I like. Yeah, You know, maybe like, I don't know, like power ballads or Queen or something. Um, That kind of thing. And I'll um, chase all of the energy back down to one open window got to say that so you open one window somewhere at the opposite end of the house downstairs so I chase all the energy to the one point and I feel it and I love it and I and, I, and I'm not um too serious about it or too um or getting into a space of um this is bad energy it's just a bit of dusting yeah it's just a bit of clearing and you're holding the intention that any energy that doesn't belong in your house, that isn't for your best and highest good, is moved out the window and is taken back to where it belongs. And you don't have to think about where that is or why. You just let that. You just let it do that. And then I close the. When I'm finished, I close the window, and then I just spend. I like to spend a few minutes just sitting quietly, imagining the house in light, 
um, feeling it um, just lifting. I can't really explain it, but it's like sitting in the space and being present in the moment to really feel the difference that that piece of work made. That's really a nice thing to do. So that's what I do with space clearing. When I'm clearing myself, uh, if I'm needing to check in, normally what will happen is I will get annoyed about something or irritated. That's a good sign for me that something needs cleared. So I'll watch my signposts, I'll watch my behaviour, I'll watch how I'm feeling in my body. Sometimes at night, I just get a sense that I want to scan my body and check if there's anything that I've not noticed. And usually that means there is. So I just ask the guys to come and lift that away for me. Um, But lift it away. If you're asking them to lift anything from you, just make sure that it's like, we're not flinging energy, right? You don't want to like ask the guides to take things away from you and then have them just slinging, like then leaving them in the house, for example. So you'll be wanting to say, I always say, I hold the intention. Can you lift anything from my body that, that doesn't serve me right now, that's ready to go? And please take it to a place where it will be transformed to love and light. And so we're not flinging energy, yeah? So that's a really good thing to remember when you're doing any clearing work of any sort. You're always you're always intentionally asking for it to be transformed to love and light so you're not flinging the energy somewhere else for someone else to have to deal with it, Yeah? <clears throat> so when the other thing that I would want like to talk about today is like working with the elements when we're clearing ourselves. So a really nice thing that you can do is um work with wind. So that's what I do. So if I'm feeling particularly like I can't quite manage myself and maybe the people I normally I work with practitioners a lot myself, but sometimes they're very busy and sometimes they're not available. So I work with wind, I go outside, up a hill. Um, I live in Scotland where it's very hilly, so I can find wind on most days um, and I'll shout into the wind and I'll allow the wind to, I'll surrender myself to the wind and just ask the wind to take away whatever it is that needs taken away. And I'll just stay there and just be with the elements, with the element of wind. That works really well as a clearing for me. Um, When you're clearing with, uh, burning things I'd like to super quick bring up the what we do what we use for well most people call it smudging and myself included I believe that's a Native American term that, but the Celtic ter- term for that is saining S-A-I-N-I-N-G saining and I'm now trying to use that term because it's it's, it's indigenous to Celtic culture rather than taking a word from a different culture, which I don't think anybody really minds except for a few. Uh, I'm not, no, I was going to get into cultural appropriation there, but that's not, um, I've done a whole podcast on that and that's not for, that's not for today. But I do try to be very mindful when there's a word that I can take from my own culture, I try to use that. So, saining, it's the same as smudging, it's just from the, the Celtic the Celtic way of being. So you're burning things to cleanse and clear, essentially. So there's different herbs that you can use. I, I like to use mugwort. Uh, my sister, many of you will know, is a medical herbalist and her office is also in the house upstairs. So she has hundreds of dried herbs that 
we can access. So I like to use, sometimes I'll use rose petals that we've dried and collected together or chamomile flowers or sage that you grow here. Not had much success growing white sage. Um, it's quite difficult to grow in this country. But what I don't do is I don't buy my sage. I don't buy white sage and I do not buy Paolo Santo. The reason I don't buy Paolo Santo or sage are for the following reasons. And this is my choice. I'm just letting you know what my choice is so that you can make an informed choice as well. Paolo Santo comes from a hardwood tree that takes a long time to grow, is sacred to the native people of that land and is being very quickly decimated by the need for Paolo Santo in the West. Sacred Paolo Santos should be harvested in a certain way, using certain rituals. Very, it, it just isn't now. And to me, I'm not, I, I just don't want to use it. I don't feel that the invitation is there from that plant for me. So that's my choice. White sage, unless somebody buys me it as a gift, I don't use it. Though some people do buy me it and I don't mind using it then because um, it's already here. So it's, it's good to honour the plant that has arrived to me. But again, it's not harvested particularly um, thoughtfully a lot of the time. You can't, it's easier to find um, sage that's grown ethically if you care to look for it. But again, wild white sage is endangered and it's also a Native American practice. It's not a Celtic or Western practice. So although it's very nice and the smell is great, it, there are so many other things that we can use that we can collect from our own environment that really connect us to the land here. So I would really encourage you to have a think about different things that you can use that you can find here. You can even like collect grasses from outside your house on walks and things and weave them and let and leave them to dry. Um, that's another thing that you can do. It's And it's really fun. It's a, it's a really good project. It's really fun to get into. Incense sticks I have no problem with. Um, I use incense all the time. Uh, so those are some of the some of my thoughts on protection and clearing. Some of my thoughts on why we need to protect and clear and making sure that everybody knows that although we do need to clear ourselves and protect ourselves, it's only in, on the off chance that we end up in an accident, we just use our seatbelt. Okay. But now... What I'd like to do is I'd like to move on to the second part of this podcast. And now in the second part of the podcast, I'm going to invite you to do a wee mini project that will help you to develop your own way to protect and clear your space. Okay, so if you go ahead and get yourself a pen and paper, I'll see you in a second. And welcome back to part two, where we're going to go through a wee project to help you to start to build a relationship with the ways that you can protect and clear yourself on a spiritual level. I think this project, I've kept it really simple, but it what it will do is help you to connect fully with the types of things that we can do. It'll help you to build a relationship with the processes that you use. If you use processes already that you're happy with, great. 
maybe you can do this project with a view to checking in to make sure that they're still relevant for you, that your practices haven't gotten a bit stale and need a bit of um, reinvigoration. I like to do that too. Sometimes when we overly ritualise the things we do, they can lose a bit of power over time. And it's nice to inject a bit of fresh energy into the work we do. So there's two parts to this. The first part is... I would like you to go on a journey with your guides and ask to be shown a technique to use to protect your home. Simple as that. So the intention for that journey is to ask to be shown a technique to use to protect your home. Number two, put the technique into practice. Now that may seem self-explanatory but you'd be very surprised at the amount of people who do journeys and then take zero action and wonder why things don't work for them. So put it into practice. And then number three, spend some time noticing how different your home feels. You know, spend some time in different rooms, in stillness and peace and quiet. And you will really start to feel the difference. And by the way, When you have a technique, it can also work in offices, in hotel rooms, anywhere you find yourself in an enclosed space that you have to spend time in. It's a really nice thing to do is just to clear the space for yourself. Any unwanted energy that's not for your highest good, I do that um, anywhere. What I would say is with office space, if you have your own office with a door and walls, great. But if you share an office... Um, what you're asking for really in that case is just the space at your desk to be cleared of unwanted energy and then put a bubble around your workspace. It's not your responsibility to clear an entire space for everybody and also um, when it's ethically not really sound to do that if you don't have the permission of everybody else in the office. So if you work in a very progressive office then you can ask everybody's permission to clear the space. But generally speaking, just do your own wee um, area and put a bubble around it for yourself. So that's the first part. And you can do that more than once. What your guides might do is just give you little bits at a time so you can slowly build a relationship with the different um, elements of your protection work. So part B is I'd like you to go on a journey with your guardian guide this time. Now, if you haven't met your guardian guide already, go to episode 46 and it, sh- and it tells you how to meet your guardian guide. If you are the type of person who doesn't really do differential guides, you just know your guides are there, then you're just holding the intention that it's the guardian energy that you're working with. So if I say, you know, go on a journey with your guides or this guide or that guide and that's not the way that you work then I really hope that you just do it in a way that works for you and it doesn't stop you from um, doing the work because that would be unfortunate this is just the language that I use the way that I teach but the intentions are all there for you to use in whatever way works for you so if you work with the guardian guide go on a journey or with the guardian energy and ask to be shown what techniques you can use to clear your body at the end of each day. And then number two, put the technique into practice for a few days. 
and then keep a note of how you feel and what changes for you as you do this. Now, what I will say with part B is that this is particularly difficult for you. If you're really struggling to feel any different, then you probably need some help. So make an appointment with a practitioner, myself or someone else, and get that clearing work done, the the deep work done that you might need to help you to get back to zero, you know, get back to balance. And then you can maintain that yourself with the techniques that you're given. So if you're struggling with that, that, that might be why. And if you do try these projects, or this project with two parts, I'd love for you to feedback in the Facebook group. And there's the usual competition post, but if you're not comfortable or you don't want to um, post on the competition post, then you can just post it as a as a just as a general comment. But I would really, really love to know how you get on with this. I'd really love to know how much you enjoyed being able to develop your own relationship with protection and clearing, or if perhaps you're you're really at the start of your journey and aren't really quite sure what to do and you preferred listening to some of the steps that I gave you in part one, which is also fine. So if you need to, if you prefer steps, listen to what I said in part one and by all means try that. Give it a go. That works for me and it works for a lot of other people as well and it might work for you. And then what you can do is you can start to add, change and develop that that technique. So what I don't want is for anybody to feel overwhelmed by me saying don't read the internet and, you know, don't just find your own way and do it your own way. What I'm saying is don't be held ransom. Don't be held, um, don't put any of that information on a pedestal or make it more important than finding your own way with this work. I'm on the internet all the time. I love hearing what other people have to say. I find it really inspiring. Sometimes that's the way that my guides communicate with me is to show me something, is to show me an article. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's very clearly a message about what I'm supposed to be doing or teaching or whatever. So the internet's wonderful, but what people do is they give their power away to the internet, to books, to people who seem to know more, who are very firm and very shouty about what's right and wrong. Um, For me... The only thing that we really need to worry about is clear intentional action. So if you intend for something to work and you're clear about that, it will work. Sometimes we struggle in the beginning because our self-limiting beliefs get in the way, because our childhood conditioning gets in the way. And of course, throughout this podcast series, that's what we've worked with is overcoming those things that get in the way of a clear intention, clear intentional action, yeah? So be gentle with yourself, have fun with it. You know, if you get shown running about naked, listening to Kylie Minogue and waving a feather duster, then go ahead and do that and have a laugh. Like, it, it's not all meant to be really serious, although it is a serious thing, you'll... You'll never not see like indigenous sh- many indigenous shamans are just laughing all the time. They just they just find it funny, um, and that's what I try and do as well. I do get quite serious sometimes because I think that our culture sometimes needs that. But also, you know, this is fun. Like the work can be really good fun, um, and laughter is the best medicine, as they say. So I really hope you find this podcast helpful this week. 
thank you to the TikTok lady, I think. I really don't remember her name. I'm just, uh, the TikTok usernames are usually long and complicated and strange and I never remember them. But thank you to that lady for this suggestion. This has been a really great podcast to do. I've really enjoyed it. Jo- come and join the Facebook community if you haven't already. I'd love to see you in there. Any information that you, from today will be on the show notes. So if you want to go there and get the project work laid out for you, then you'll find it at centreforshamanism.com forward slash 55. And I'll see you all same time, same place next week. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We love it. We love you. We love connecting with you on our podcast. We're really pushing our Facebook community right now. It is where all the juicy shamanic stuff happens. So if you'd like to join us in that community, you'll find us on Facebook and look for the Centre for Shamanism community group. And we'll see you there.